This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of four, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 125, which is first airing on December 24th. So now a lot of people celebrating the holidays this week and perhaps not commuting and listening to podcasts, uh, but maybe you'll make a chance to listen to us while you are on the treadmill or otherwise, uh, you know, cooking, doing laundry, whatever it is that you do, driving around, visiting relatives. We are going to do a year in the review episode But just a little heads up, neither Sarah nor I are feeling 100% right now. Sarah has an unfortunate illness that is going to make her sound like she's got a a three-pack-a-day habit. That's not true. She does not. (laughs) Um, But in case anyone is wondering uh, where that one came from, and uh, I am unable to sleep because of the baby being... uh, you know, all kinds of fun. Um, it's really great. I we're recording this at night because we had to, in terms of our, our schedules. And, uh, I managed to fall asleep both directions on a train today. That was, that was lovely. I like wake up at another stop. Anyway, did (laughs) you miss your stop? I did not miss my stop. 
But we are dedicated, Sarah. <laughs> we are going to record. We are this dedicated. Episode. We do not want you to be doing your holiday travel and wishing that there was a new Best of Both Worlds episode exactly. and being disappointed. And also, Laura is a streaker, as we know. <laughs> I'm not. Meaning, but. In, in terms of running. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but in like we've had a podcast streak. We cannot break. That's true. We are not going to break the podcast streak. So we are going to soldier through. Everyone's going to going to get through this. So Sarah, you're in review. Um, I mean, this was sort of a, a transitional year for, for both of us. Uh, you went from Genevieve being a baby to being a real kid now. Yeah, speaking in full sentences and everything. So yeah, no pregnancies this year, but I do feel like we kind of crossed a bridge. We got past my least favorite stage, that lovely 18-month to, you know, 12 to 20 months is what I yeah. say. So I'm yeah. kind of excited about that. And, you know, next year will be my big milestone birthday year. So this was like a warm-up, perhaps. A warm-up year. <laughs> Transitional year. That's true. I guess I technically had my my milestone in the, at the end of last year. You know, yes, it's that's true. December, so it, it was 2018, not 2019. Although 2019 was the year that I was, in fact, 40 for the whole year pretty much except for right here at the end but yeah no it was a, a transitional year for me as well um i spent most of it gestating <laughs> so that uh, that added a certain special something to the experience of of being 40 years old the kids are yeah it was you know a year of big kids except that knowing we're going to be plunging back into the the newborn world so i think maybe it's good you can like appreciate it while it's yeah, happening. Yeah. No, I've been appreciating certain things of like, they all go disappear on weekends to places like around the house and I could just do whatever. And that ability is going to disappear. And you had a civilized dinner out. We had a civilized dinner out. That was a development, a milestone. We went out to a restaurant. The six of us sat at a table. Nobody got up. Nobody screamed and yelled. Nobody through anything like we all ordered food we ate it we paid for it and left uh, it was a it was a meal with no drama whatsoever but quite exciting but but that's one reason i'm um you know figuring out the sort of childcare puzzle to make sure we have some availability to have those experiences still with you know i, I love the babies but they're they're not good in restaurants and and it's nice to be able to do stuff with the big kids as well so we're we're going to start that out Awesome. Well, we also moved, I guess. I, it's That's funny true. when I wrote, moved. Yeah, when I wrote the list out, I was thinking that happened last year, but I guess we didn't officially move into this house until January. And I did switch jobs in the middle of the year as yeah. well, kind of. So it was a lot. Yeah. It was an adjustment year. All right. So let's talk about our highlights and lowlights. So we, we both took Disney cruises this year. You said that was oh, a yeah. highlight for you? Yeah, I guess it wasn't as much for you. But yes, I would say that was the most... <laughs> successful family trip that we took. We didn't take that many, but it, yeah. it just felt like it was right for our stage. And I think we really enjoyed going with friends and it was my first ever cruise. So I realized I kind of always suspected I would like cruises because I love the idea of just being stuck somewhere doing nothing. So <laughs> that was my favorite trip that we took. But for you, it was more of like a midlight, right? Like you were. Yeah. Well, the kids really liked it. Um, so I went with my, my mother-in-law and the three big kids and they had a great time. Or the kids, I, I assume my mother-in-law tolerated, <laughs> but uh, the the kids loved it. I had never been on a cruise before either. I can't say that cruising is probably going to be my favorite form of travel. I don't necessarily like 
I, the boat was fine. I don't know, but it's just like the whole idea of like, well, here's the, we have all this food, but it's not really that good of food. And yeah, the food is the food is not the best. No, I, I, I don't know. There's, I guess maybe I just like it with the young kids. I like that everyone's sort of forced containment. Yeah. I like it as an extended play date. I like that you can get off at ports, but then like. I don't know, somehow get back onto home base. I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed it yeah, more than I thought I, know. I, did. I felt like every time we got off the boat, it was this huge production um, that it wouldn't have been in other circumstances, except you're Probably on the Probably true. Like getting out of your hotel room. Getting out of our hotel room would out. not have been like that. So, yeah, I don't know. But the, your your low light of a trip was your, your <laughs> Amelia Island. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. At the, Ritz the irony extreme. is that we are actually in the process of booking an Amelia Island trip for this summer. Okay. You decided to go back to it. Okay. Well, we're not going to stay at that hotel. We're going to stay like in our own mm. beach bungalow type thing. There's like villas that are part of our larger resort, but like you have your own building. So oh, that's smart. You know, I won't have a baby crying and disturbing the peace. I also won't have a baby. I mean, I, yeah. I do feel like Genevieve is already different now than she was then, even though yeah. that was only a few months ago. And we're not going to combine it with Legoland because I think everyone was kind of tired out by the time we got to Amelia Island. Mm. This time we're just going to go straight for a beach trip. Cause we yeah. really did love the location. We loved how uncrowded the beaches were and it felt a little bit different than South Florida. It's like on the very Northern Northeastern side, basically. Yeah. So we're going to try it again, but in a very different style. Cause I feel like we learned. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we wound up taking quite a bit, or I at least took quite a bit of trips this year. Um, partly Jasper had asked for a San Diego trip for Christmas last year. And so I took him for um, Martin Luther King Day weekend in January. And that was actually quite a bit of fun. Uh, he and I had a good time together. We, you know, did the San Diego Zoo Safari Park and got to feed rhinos, which was pretty amazing. And also just like running on the beach in January is one of those things that you probably take for granted in South Florida, but it's not something that ever happens up here. <laughs> like it would be a pretty miserable experience to run on a beach in January here, but it was, it was awesome in California. So I, I quite enjoyed that. We did Disney in, in February. That was, um, you know, that was actually really did. We did pretty well. I was a little nervous about it, but everyone was old enough that it was tolerable, you know, so, so that was, that was not bad at all. Uh, yeah. And I agree with you the whole, the whole, like getting a villa, like an actual, which we standalone, structure. standalone property. Like when we did our, our, our Caribbean trip, that was something that was definitely key um, that, you know, we can just, that's my new our, thing. Yeah. I actually, I'll report back because for next year, we're going to do our first Airbnb. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We've well, already picked fun. it. It looks lovely. So yeah. better be. And, and you guys <laughs> took a couple's trip, right? You went to yeah, Nashville. So Josh and I did a weekend in Nashville and it was short, but sweet. We saw Casey Musgraves in concert. I love couples trips. I always want to do one every year. Did you guys get to do one? Well, you we did actually just did one. this. Yeah, we did a baby moon, a mini baby moon um, this past weekend from when we were recording. That us. was smart. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I got to say, like, if anyone's pregnant and listening to this and thinking like, I should take a baby moon. You should not do it when you're eight months pregnant, because by that point, you're just too uncomfortable to like, have that much fun in it. I mean, you know, I was like, I mean, I still enjoy like going to the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. I love to see it, but I was literally like sitting on every bench. Um, <laughs> that you're like eight half month. I mean, you're like, yeah, it, it was, it was rough. You know, and and sort <laughs> shockingly, you don't feel all that amorous either if you are in that uncomfortable. What are you talking about? I feel so 
so amorous when I'm 37 <laughs> weeks pregnant. So if, so if the point is to enjoy couple time with your significant other, like you should probably take care of this before you reach that point of, of being just like, you know, whale-ish. So, so yes. Just You're a little like word for the wise. service announcement for others. <laughs> so public service, yes. I want to see Casey Musgrave, so I've been listening oh my to gosh. her music. I, should, I, I should would go see, see her, her again in a heartbeat. And yeah. actually, it is December 24th when this is airing. If anyone has not heard her Christmas album yet, oh, put it on oh, immediately. Okay, I'll stream that. All right. It's I was so writing good. that down. It's like perfect. Oh, okay. It's called right. a very Casey on Christmas. It. On it. <laughs> um, I'm trying, I didn't really go to any concerts. Um, Michael went to Brad Paisley with the boys and how I was supposed to go, but I, I felt like crap. <laughs> so I am very much looking forward to the day that, but that like one of my kids wants to go to a, like a teen idol concert. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I will secretly be like, Oh, that's so lame. I'd be like, yes. I think, um, you know, I thought Jasper I wants to depends. go see like Adele. <laughs> That's so good. Maybe we'll do that whenever, whenever she tours again. I don't know. She has to probably have another album out for that. I got to get the kids into Billie Eilish because she's coming. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> I have some friends with like teen daughters who did the whole Taylor Swift thing. Yes. Uh, or that. That would be yeah. great. I, w- I would probably enjoy that myself, but I think Ruthie's a little young. We'll have to, we'll have to get there. What you, oh, what did you, you saw um, Dear Evan Hansen this year, Yes, right? not in New York. I saw okay. it here, um, but it was pretty good. And I think we're going to see Mean Girls as our next show. Ooh. So there's a pretty good performing arts center here. Yeah. I do track all this stuff, by the way. Do you, how do you, like when you go, like I, I have pages in my little accessory notebook that otherwise I don't think I would remember. Like I yeah. write down mo- movies that we saw or like little trips that we took. And I had a I had a section for shows this year, and I think that oh, was the only one. That on was it, the only one. Hey, on there. <laughs> so it doesn't even need its own collection in your bullet journal if it's only going to be one. Maybe yeah, you can maybe make I, a broader one, like of like I think it culture. said movie, movies and shows or culture. Something. So, yeah, so you together. can like put art museums in there too, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, that's well, true. I can we, put we saw Hamilton this fall, so you know, got to see what the, all the the hype it's was. Gr- it's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. Yeah, I and we enjoyed it. We thought we would too. We like really liked it yeah no it was fun i've been listening to the soundtrack and you know on planes and stuff and so enjoying that um but yeah so professionally you've had a great year um sarah got promoted as she said she got her new job um she has been rocking it with that also growing her blog audience um (laughs) well the i mean i don't know if i'm rocking it at my job i'm learning a lot all the time and I am, I, I feel like it is a role, like a lot of people say it takes a few years to really feel like you are rocking it. So I don't know if I'm rocking it, but it's been fun to transition. It's been fun to be in charge of something. Yeah. I feel like I own something a little bit. So a little scary at times, but but fun. And I've done a lot of, it's funny, I actually don't have a good way of tracking this, but I, I've submit. I've like done more. I think it's because like I got past the pregnancy and the pumping yeah. and stuff. So this year I sort of had a lot of pent up stuff. Submitted a poster, submitted a couple workshops. One of them got rejected. We'll see if the other one does it. You submit it somewhere else, right? Can't you just, you know, keep... Basically, yeah, I repackaged, repackaged it and then I collaborated on. with somebody. So maybe they'll like the collaboration better. And um, yeah, I feel like my CV got a lot of lines. So that's, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So Sarah, Sarah should be in management. That's the right place for her, so... I think that's that's good. And you sold the house. So I'm I'm looking at your list yes. of accomplishments. This, this is an all. announcement for anybody who is keeping track. Uh our house is no longer our house. We are not homeowners. We may never be again. We're cool with that. We're very happy. Yeah. 
That might have been my favorite thing of 2019. <laughs> it is off my off my shoulders. There's no yeah. more house. It spent like 369 days on Zillow. Yes, that's that is days. one of those scary statistics. Like I've I've looked in our neighborhood too, just because you know, I mean we've we've looked at houses, right? You know, and um, we're kind of limited in where we can look if we're going to stay in our schools. And yeah, I, I, all the houses that are. <laughs> of of sort of similar size and and you know whatever are have been on the market for like 300 days and so I'm like okay <laughs> well that's a sign i think really? that, but yeah. maybe your house would be different different yes yeah, somehow we'd be we'd be different we'd be the people who had the bidding war on day two <laughs> i doubt it we <laughs> can always advertise on the podcast exactly and speaking of advertisements you're about to hear my voice sound a lot better for yeah, just a moment an ad that was recorded at a separate time are you struggling to sleep these days? If so, you're not alone. One in three U.S. adults doesn't get enough sleep. And if you're not sleeping enough, this can affect your cognitive functions during the day, like learning, problem solving, and decision making. A good night's sleep can be considered like a magic remedy for your brain and body. When we sleep well, we're more focused and more relaxed. And best of all, sleep makes us happier. So that's why we've partnered with Calm, the number one app for sleep. With Calm, you'll discover a whole library of programs designed to help you get the sleep your brain and body needs. They've got soundscapes, which are like relaxing songs, and over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices. My kids have listened to sleep stories before, and I can report that they have a 100% success rate in eventually helping them to fall asleep. So if you want to seize the day, sleep the night, use Calm. Right now, Best Of listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash bestof. That's calm.com slash B-E-S-T-O-F. 40 million people have downloaded it. Find out why at calm.com slash best of. All right. Well, we are back. We are doing our year in review episode with both of us semi-sick and otherwise incapacitated, but soldiering through, as we said, so that we would not deprive anyone of their Christmas Eve episode of Best of Both Worlds, uh, which I'm sure everyone was looking forward to immensely. Um, <laughs> you know, I almost suggested that we like copy the How to Money guys and have a beer. And then I was like, oh, wait, right. right. <laughs> no, it's just not going to work. <laughs> not going to work. It could have been just me, but well, then I was like, oh, well, she's pregnant and I'm sick. So that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Although they've been repeating episodes. So after they both had their, their babies in uh, this fall, the, or their, their wives they... had their babies, but the, the couples had, had their two babies. They, they repeated some old episodes, which is an interesting idea. I guess we hadn't really yes. even considered Don't that. Don't worry though. We're not doing that because okay. we, we plan, well, we could, but we could, we, yeah, maybe we could. Okay. Well, that's a thought, but if we don't, then you'll know, actually we've worked pretty far ahead. So we're, we're, um, not to ruin the of the momentness of the episodes coming up, but we are prepared yeah. so that should Laura go into labor, you will not be without a <laughs> duly hosted episode of Festival. Oh, exactly. So you also read thirty three books in the year uh, while you were actually thirty four. Yeah, thirty four. I recounted yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I read some really good. Did I put my books in here? You did. Um, okay. So awesome. Kitchens of the Great Midwest. I think that's been on my yes. list. Did you read that? I have not yet. No. Yes. I, it's by like Ryan Stenhall okay. or something like that. Actually, it's it's great. It's like a little melancholy, a little mm -hmm. elegy, but not too much. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I just finished Fleischman is in Trouble, which you kind of have to be in the right mood to read because it's also 
it's a little harsh, but but it's okay. it's I'm it's probably not that big. It's interesting, and there's an interesting twist to it, which I enjoyed. And then the gifted school, I think I've mentioned that in a prior episode. I loved it. The mother-in-law, and then of my nonfiction picks, I like everyone else. I liked Atomic Habits, and then Couples That Work. Yes. Jennifer Pitzigliere, yeah. one of our guests. It's always good when the the books uh, reach the top of the list, and we have the guest on. Um, that's a, that's a good, happy, happy overlap when, when that happens. And happened. I, I abandoned four books. Ooh, another yeah. breakthrough in 2019. How many did you read? You probably read a lot. I, yeah, I did. Um, I haven't added it up yet. Um, but I think it's, it's North of 50. So that's good. Oh, uh, definitely. I can tell from your list. From my list. The thing is though, there weren't that many that I was really taken with. I put on my list of some that were sort of out of the box that I enjoyed. I, I, for whatever reason, I read a lot of baseball books this year. Um, I read uh, K, A History of Baseball in 10 Pitches, which I uh, would definitely recommend. If you've got a baseball fan in your life, that might be a good holiday gift. Um, if you're doing last minute shopping here, I guess you have to give them like the ebook at this point. Uh, but I read that. I read um, George Will's uh, baseball books, his his minute work and A Little Place on the North Side, which is his history of uh, regular, you know, the Chicago Cubs and their stadium. I, you know, I really appreciated minute work uh, just because I mean, he makes some really good points, uh, you know, about like people talking about certain certain men as being like natural athletes and how this so underplays like how hard they work. Like these these guys work like crazy to get to where they are. And and the fact that people think it's natural is just because we can't fathom how you know, much of a skill it is that they've been working on, on these things. And I, I found that so fascinating to read. I, I really enjoyed that. You know, I read, a, I read a couple of novels that I, I know have made other people's lists of best books. Like I read Station Eleven, which I, didn't come out this year, but you know, it's, you didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was, it was so well constructed. And I, so as a, as a piece of art and craft, it's it's like the baseball players. I can see how much work went into it, how carefully constructed it is. I am incredibly impressed with that. I also realize it's like just because something is amazing doesn't mean it's a good book for me. I don't like dystopian literature. I just I just don't. Um, and I w- I'm sure that's a moral failing on my part. But no, it's not. It's not. I, I, I mean, so I haven't read it yet, actually. But when I recently posted like books I was interested in for next year, mm-hmm. that was, I mean, multiple people. I, I just I feel like that's been a constant recommendation for me. So I actually just reserved it at the library. I will say I don't, in general, dystopian. Ugh, it's not that I don't enjoy them. I actually find them kind of fascinating. But they bother me. Yeah. I don't like watching well, dystopian yes. movies. I mean, imagine. Like images will haunt me for much longer than they should. I, other people think it's like fun and can sort of like get past it easily. I, I can't. It's like a little too real. Like even the scenes from Ready Player One, and I love that book. Like yeah. I still just picture the stacked up things and like I'm like the, the world's going to look okay. No one knows what we're talking about. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's a genre that can be not the. Yeah. I also read The Hobbit this year, which is another one that I'm like, again, great literature, such a place in, um, you know, literary history, not my favorite. The, the, the sort of dark fantasy genre, also not my, my cup of tea. I, you know, again, wonderful for other people. You can appreciate it. Harry Potter. So I, I read the books. I enjoyed them. 
but uh, yeah, I, I well, some <laughs> of the, I actually remember I didn't finish book five, like, because it was just so dark in the middle and I was, I, I can't, I don't want to deal with this. Like I, it's not fun for me anymore. Five did feel like it lasted a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there you go. <laughs> that, that's the book. What are, what are you listening to in terms of podcasts? Yeah. So, um, I guess I've been more like the, the financial podcasts have made their way onto my feed. In addition to like the typical planet money and freakonomics that I listened to before we've talked about how to money, but also marriage, kids and money. I find that guy. You, you like him. Fascinating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm curious what's, what's your, not, I'm not saying I don't, but I'm just, I'm curious what drew you to, to I him. I don't know because we live very different lives, but I find him fascinating. And I, <laughs> there's something very unabashed about him. Like he's just like, whatever, I'm just going to be this crazy guy. And I'm like, wow. But I, he's, he seems sincere about it. So I kind of like that's, that. That's good. Sincerity yeah, is and, good. Uh, he and his wife both work and he, you know, he, he's very into financial independence type concepts and, um, yeah, he he paid his mortgage in five years. I just learned, and I thought that was Good pretty cool, him. even though I don't have a mortgage. But That's true. You're anyway. like, I don't have a mortgage either. But <laughs> exactly. Definitely. Yes. No. Um, the lazy genius I've been enjoying. Okay. So that's also sort of not my normal wheelhouse. I don't remember what made me pick it up, but she is a mostly stay-at-home mom. But she's well, I don't know. She's a work-at-home mom because she yeah. has a podcast and like a lot of content creation type stuff. But she's kind of scrappy. I like that about her. She comes up with a lot of interesting solutions and kind of her tagline is, you know, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't, which I think is sort of a best of both worlds. Yeah, that's the best of both Um, worlds. uh, Yeah, right there. Exactly. I like her. Uh, The Mom Hour, I greatly enjoy. The Girls Next Door is my other fun conversational one. And my super recent find, so I don't know, like I haven't delved so deep, but I've enjoyed a few episodes of Simple Families that I've listened to. I'll have to check some of those out. I've mostly been listening to How to Money, Happier, you know, yes, the standard one. I do one listen to Happier. That, I enjoy it very yeah, much. Which I haven't really added a whole lot of new stuff to my rotation this year. But fortunately, they, a lot of these, you know, they produce a couple episodes a week. And so I can listen to, to those. All right. So, Sarah, let's talk about what we learned in 2019. Oh, yes. Well, number one, get enough childcare. Yes. Always good. I already knew that. But, uh, you know, it's always good to refresh yourself, you know, figure out, make a mistake again by thinking, oh, I don't need it. And then realize that your life is better when you get it. Yeah. And we did move our nanny's hours later Mm because we kind of figured out that we need her less to be home alone all morning and more to be there when I'm putting the kids to bed. How, how odd is that? How odd is that? No. (laughs) Well, I think that was, it's such a breakthrough. I realized this, like, because once you can get the kids out the door, it's like, but then you've done it, right? And then you could sort of go about your day. And then you yes. have this reward in the evening of not having to do it solo. I- yes. And, and I, I actually, I mean, she doesn't stay for the big kid bedtime, but it's that Genevieve bedtime that's just key that I don't have to do that while I'm sort of trying to keep the other two quiet and all that. So it's been great. Yeah. The podcast is a mini job and it's nice to have a little revenue coming from it. That was my second. <laughs> so yeah, I mean this, I love doing this podcast. It was just, I, it, we, I think we both realized it was, it was not, not that it's not a huge endeavor, but it's not nothing either. Yeah. So it feels nice to get a little bit of a reward. Yes. Kids are always changing. So anytime you feel like you're in a phase forever, like our trip this past summer, I think we're out of that phase already. So there you go. I can't always muscle through low moods, which I'm not, I'm going to save that whole discussion for future 
episode, but okay. it is a learning point. Yes. And then I've just been really interested in all things about finance and different kinds of investing and portfolios and things you shouldn't do. And just, I really never spent a lot of time thinking about that at all. And um, most doctors are like the world's worst when it comes to that. And so I'm just soaking it up. Very interested. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's a good thing to, good thing to learn about. All right. What did I learn in 2019? Uh, one thing that stands out is that there's no perfect housing situation. Uh, that this is, I mean, I know you guys have had this, you know, when you were looking at your rentals, like what would be available? Like what could you move into? I mean, what's open, what's in the price range, what's in the right place that like you have to compromise on something. Um, and, and whether that's, you know, pay a lot in rent or you compromise in some ways on what the, unit is you're renting. I mean, there's, there's just, it's gotta, it's gotta be something. And we've been realizing this too, with looking at houses that there's nothing that's going to be perfect. And, you know, we've looked at some stuff that's like new construction even, but then there's something the builder did that you're just like, why? <laughs> like, why did you do that? Because you know, you have to go in and any, fix it. Any examples? I want to hear, I want to hear a builder mistake. Well, just, I, I mean, you know, taking a, a kitchen that was actually pretty decent and then making it in some way hip, um, <laughs> With like like furnishings or you know textures that just it, it just screams like like going so trendy that you're like so well, that's going to be a 2020 house uh, yeah it's a 2020 house and you'll have to renovate it in like 2021 because it's just that was the color of the year or something and or just but it's it's made me appreciate things about our house too and of course our house is not perfect in any way shape or form but we've done a lot of work to make it more like what I want and then there are some things that we are looking at other houses that are much more expensive and they don't have. And, you know, it's just, you realize, okay, there's no perfect situation. Um, Do more people pick love it on love it or list it? Or do more people pick list it? I think more people pick love it because by the time they've made a house that you chose before look decent and solve the problems that were really bothering you, like you're like, why would I move? I mean, it just seems like a total pain to move. That makes sense. Cause you like, you grew into your place and mm -hmm. you probably got halfway there. And then that's probably easier than starting from. And I've done a few things too. Like I, I realized when I was walking around these houses that of course they've all been staged and that makes them look better than my house that has six people living in it. And so one of the first things I did after all this is I finally got the dining room like staged looking, uh, you know, we'd had an ugly tablecloth sitting on the table for like five years because, you know, we didn't want to get the table dirty, but I'm like, oh, I want to look at the table. Like I bought this table because I like the table. I want to see the table. So I took it off and put like a runner on it, nice candles and got rid of boxes and excess clutter that was around the room and it now now it looks pretty decent it looks like one of these dining rooms than the houses that i was touring so i'm like okay well that's great <laughs> that's awesome so any yeah. other any other big learning points uh um turns out that you know he could have a baby at age 41 <laughs> that's a happy discovery so good good news. good discovery good discovery yeah well, well. 
I can't wait till we get to post baby I pictures. I know, baby pictures will, will be fun. Um, can't wait. But uh, yeah, so excited about that. What we would change? What are we going to change? Or should we just skip to our question? Uh, yeah, I feel like the changing and the learning points are like the same. Well, you want to stop multitasking at work, right? Yeah, that was your... It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And yeah, but I do. I'm going to someday. Someday. I don't know. Or not. I mean... No, it's really inefficient. It's terrible. I'll be doing something clinical. I'm like writing a note. But then the problem is, I mean, I've said this before, but half the time it's like somebody else interrupt. Like mm -hmm. it's very hard to get like control of your inputs. And when you're on call, actually you have no control, yeah. which is why call is very stressful. So um, yeah, but, and I have to remember that like, I don't have to make every minute like I'm on call. Like I have control when I'm not mm -hmm. on call. When you're not so, on call. No, that's true. If it's yeah. not a medical emergency, the fact that somebody's outlook and then you'll be emailing fine. you. It's not yeah, an emergency. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm making progress actually. I've had I've had some good chunks. Okay. But um I guess that's a continual goal. All right. Well we'll talk more about that in twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, we've got all sorts of episodes of suggesting you know, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about the muscling through bad moods or or not muscling through as the case maybe we'll probably do something on that. And magically stopping time because Laura's figured the next TED Talk will be about time travel time and travel, um, yes. it won't be a dystopian novel and it'll be great. It'll be awesome. All right. All right so let's do, we do our Q&A. &A? Okay. So this question comes from a listener who says, what should you do if your parents are very vocal about the number of children you hope to have? And in this case, it's not saying that she should have more. It is saying that she should have less, which is slightly more awkward. Anyway, context is that she is the only child and she was fine with being an only child, didn't feel like she was deprived and she got to do cool stuff. Now cut to her grown up years and she has two kids, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and she's quite enjoying seeing their sibling dynamic develop. She says her parents have been tremendously helpful with the kids flying in from out of state to visit frequently, watching them on the weekends if they go out of town. They recently went on a 10-day trip to India for a friend's wedding, and her parents watched the kids for 10 days, which is, is pretty heroic right there. She says she is on the fence about having a third child. I love the idea of a big family and doesn't feel like her family may be complete yet. However, when she says this to her parents, they are very vocal about saying that three kids seems crazy. They will bring up stories of friends of theirs whose grandkids, the third kid always seems to have some sort of medical problem, I guess, if that's trying to warn her off of this or something. I don't know. Anyway, she she says it's upsetting to her that her parents are saying that they don't think they'd be able to help. It feels like it's too much. She says it would be harder to travel, of course, but she'd be willing to put that on hold for a while until the kids were older and easier to manage. I know they'd bite their tongues and love another grandchild, she says, if it were to happen, but I don't know how to manage these conversations in the meantime. Would love to hear if you two got any grief from family members about having big families. Well, so yeah, um, I did not personally get any grief. I think maybe there was some surprise, but <laughs> it was a very supportive surprise. But my feeling is that a lot of this comes down, I think, to that 10-day trip to India and your parents thinking, oh my God, now they want us to watch all three kids. And they're like overwhelmed by the mere thought of that. So their reaction is to just be like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Like they're overwhelmed by that. So I do feel like you probably have to separate out and reassure them that like, if you choose to do this, you totally understand if it means that they're not going to be able to help in the same way or that perhaps 
you would maybe they could watch the older ones and you would hire the younger one if you ever chose to go away. Yeah. Because I just I wonder if a lot of this comes from that, like 10 days watching the two kids. I mean, I got to be honest, like I can't. That's amazing. Like I had never experienced that kind of help. So you are lucky and they do sound awesome. So in order to get them past, I think probably emphasizing, you know, what your plans are logistically might be helpful. I also have this sneaking suspicion that once this child is a reality, even like an ultrasound picture, they would probably get super, super excited because then they'd realize, oh my God, it's another grandchild. Like they all the overwhelm would just melt away when they were realizing it was a new baby. Yeah. That was my thought. Yeah. I think also, I mean, because this woman was an only child, she probably has a very sort of the relationship she has with her parents may be different than people who were part of bigger families growing up that she may assign a certain value to their input that other people might not, you know what I'm saying? Just, and and that's hard because they were your whole family. It's not like there's anyone else, but part of adulthood is realizing that you don't need parental approval or permission for your life choices. And as she said, they live out of state. I mean, they flew in to help with, with the kids on special occasions. So it's not like they're providing 40 hours of childcare every week and, and thus might even have more of a sort of say in this. Like they don't. If you want to have another kid, that is between you and your partner. It, it's it's really not them. And if you want to travel, you'll travel. You'll figure something out. You might, yeah, like Sarah said, send the older kids to the grandparents and, and have a sitter for the, the younger one or something. Um, I also suspect, like Sarah said, if you have a third kid, your parents will totally dote on the child. They will never, ever suggest that this child should not exist, like once the kid actually exists. Just in terms of thinking what's going on, I I think it's also possible, um, aside from the 10-day trip to India that they just lived through, uh, that your parents may be hearing criticism of their choice to have one child every time you talk about how wonderful and amazing your children's sibling relationship is. You know, we might wish that everyone was mature enough to be happy for other people without assuming that all such statements are judgments on them. But this is not the way human nature works. Um, and and you don't know that if this was maybe a sore point between your parents, maybe they argued over how many kids they were going to have. Maybe their extended family gave them grief only having one. And so they've learned to be very focused on like why that was the right choice. And and just because it's not the right choice for you they they still have this conversation going. So, you know, sometimes when people make sweeping statements, it's because they've had to work very hard at convincing themselves. The one last thing I would bring up is, is also possible um, is that your parents may be very invested in your professional success. Um, this is another thing that can happen sometimes as an only child, that they are very proud of you and all you've accomplished and and they are very that that's part of their identity that they've raised this person who's professionally successful and they may think that a third kid will tank that. <laughs> and because it's possible that they don't know any women who have big careers and have three children or more children, but because you are a best of both worlds listener, you know that it's entirely possible to have a bigger family and still have a big career. So, you know, maybe just tell them to listen to this podcast and uh, there you go. What a good plug. Good idea. (laughs) All right. So um, real quick, Sarah, love of the week. Yes. So we went on a movie date and it was so fun. So more movie dates. I enjoyed that. And the movie I loved, which was Knives Out, 
And it was just like the quintessential movie date movie, just like a little tight little story. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, in 20, my love of the week, um, 2019, I've had a lot more to sort of uh, interactions with other writers in terms of strategies. Like I have a strategy group that meets regularly. I went to a mastermind. Like there's all sorts of people I've gotten to know through that context and workshop ideas with. And it's been really great. Like just this idea of creating your own colleagues in, in a business that is often very independent. And so I plan to continue to do more of that uh, in 2020. All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We've been doing our year in review episode. We will be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com.